0: Hello and welcome to Dungeons and Dromeners. My name is Todd, and today I'm joined by Nick, salutations, and Percy. Hi.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> that's very funny. I'm being, I'm being true to myself. I know. And the greeting I, know. That I would I think like that's to say. Great.
0: I think that's great. So sorry. I, so I
2: sorry. didn't mean to set it up as a joke, but I, I just like the word salutations. But that it was a great joke. <laughs>
0: Today we'll be discussing how to play Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car with My Friend's Birthday Present Inside by Paul Matyavik. Oh Dang, Bigfoot is a road trip game in which the given circumstances are pretty simple. The players are on their way to their friend's birthday, but very quickly find that their car is stolen by Bigfoot and must chase after them to recover the sweet birthday gifts inside the car, among other things.
2: The game is designed to be played in one session, and to be mostly, if not entirely, improvised. The GM setup is done by rolling on a few tables that tell you what Bigfoot wants to do, where he makes a stop, what might complicate the player's journey to find Bigfoot, and what happens when they finally do catch up to him. Meanwhile, the players choose a style that determines how their character approaches problem solving, such as wacky or focused. A role, like driver or athlete, that tells us what skills they might have to bring to the job or on the road trip. Their goal, which could be anything from getting the presence back to proving that Bigfoot is real. And of course, their name and the present they got for whomever their friend is. As a group, the players choose things they have that might help them along the way, like motorcycles or an extensive knowledge of Bigfoot, and they choose a problem that keeps following them.
1: Players also choose a stat number that determines where they fall on the scale of patient to reckless. The more patient a character is, the better they are at staying cool under pressure, doing precise or intricate actions, working with technology, and other things like that. More reckless characters are better at charming other people, street racing, or doing something wild or passionate.
0: When characters do something risky, they roll a d6, and the GM will tell them if the action they're trying to do is risky or patient. If it's risky, uh, rolling over your character's stat number means you succeed, but if it's patient, you need to roll under your number. Rolling exactly your number is a happy birthday, which means you can ask the GM a question about what's going on or what you're trying to do and then roll again. You can add additional D6s if you're prepared to do whatever it is you're trying to do, or if you're an expert at it. And if you want to help someone else, you can describe how you're helping roll. On a success, the other player can add a D6 to their own role.
1: Periodically, as with any road trip, your group will need to make a stop. When that happens, each player describes something they're trying to do, looking for Bigfoot, buying snacks, etc., and rolls one D6. The person with the highest roll gets something nice, which grants them an extra D6 sometime later on. Something goes wrong for the person with the lowest role, which lets the GM introduce a new wacky problem that could obstruct the party immediately or in a way that's lasting, like a bus breaking down or a new pursuer.
2: As a whole, the game encourages wacky problem solving and nudges the players and GMs alike to use failure to push the story forward, take risks and go the goofy route whenever possible. It's a really fun and exciting game, and I'm super excited to hear what the players and GM we have do with it. Uh, It's also a one-page game, which I'm very excited to be featuring on the podcast. I love the elegance of the rules and the lightweight system that Paul Medievic uh, has written for this game, particularly the patient versus reckless mechanic and the way that it encourages players to play into the trait that they choose at the very beginning.
1: Uh, I also really like the sort of tone and style of the game, like the language of the game text itself is really consistent in the world that it sort of creates and it sort of gets you in the sort of like road trip movie type vibe, like one of the objects that you could choose to have that's like an asset to your group is a sweet laptop. And like that's sort of I think encapsulates like the feel of the game and it sort of gets everybody I think on the same page stylistically about like the tone of the story. Mm -hmm. I
0: think in one page in a very economic uh, way, it sets up a very clear tone for how the game is supposed to be played, um, gives you a bunch of different ways and like storylines that you might explore in this one shot, which I feel a number of other games don't always do. Um, And so this was a really exciting game to be the first one shot, uh, one page RPG that I had seen that I'd seen some people play.
1: I also really like that it sort of like opens the door to like there's room for magic and absolutely wild stuff because like Bigfoot is an essential part of the story. Like I think Mm -hmm. it immediately puts you in a world where like it's a little magical, like there's a little bit of like cryptid wackiness going on. So like it's not outside the realm of possibility that your character could try to do magic or something. And I feel like there are a lot of tables where you're playing this game where like, you know, I don't know, maybe not magic, but like I think you could like bring in another monster and it would be totally cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the game is sort of in this like only quasi realistic space.
0: One of my favorite suggestions um, from Paul Matyavik as a thing that could happen is that like Bigfoot stops at a family house, like a family friend's house that could be a cryptid or just human family that they have which Mm -hmm. I think is like both of those options are very delightful where it's like, oh, Bigfoot stopped over at Mothman's place versus like Bigfoot stopped over at his aunt Susan's place. <laughs> um, and both of those are really delightful and charming in different ways.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think having such lightweight rules is really great for that uh, feeling of freedom and exploration and kind of improv because it leaves so much of it open to the players and the GM to figure out as they go along. So yeah, the game can support all sorts of, Bizarre, wacky choices like that because it is just so uh flexible and nimble.
0: It's really a delight to watch. Mm-hmm. And next week, uh you'll get to hear the first part of our one shot of Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car with my friend's birthday present inside, featuring special guest Percy Hornack as the birthday boy. Hello followed by a commentary episode that digs deeper into the genre of a one page games and their niche within the broader world of TTRPGs. So we'll catch you next week, folks. Dungeons and drama nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Serteltine. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dn nerds. Check out our cast bios on our website, dungeonsanddramanerds.com and tune in next week for another episodes of dungeons and drama Nerds.